Get ready for conflicts where movie reviews collide. Everybody and welcome back to today's episode of Conflicts, the podcast where we will be covering part one of Sabrina, the Teenage Witch, because our own teenage girl, Nick, requested it. <laughs> <laughs> did you just come up with that or yes, did you write I did. it down? Yes, I did. I like, right have now. you been waiting this whole time to say it? Just in- no, it just felt right. I was it just good felt either right. way. Whether spur the moment or planned, I was good with it. <laughs> I'm like, wow, way to <laughs> before, keep a secret. <laughs> before we talk about teenage angst, I want to ask you guys. So, okay. James Gunn has come forward and confirmed that someone, Who? James Gunn, oh, okay. uh, has come forward and confirmed that someone is not going to survive Guardians 3. Oh. Have you guys read all of this? I have Everybody not. This thinks it's first. Rocket. Everybody thinks it's Rocket Raccoon. Gamora's Freaking already fuck. died. Groot's already died. Uh, Wait, this is what the articles say. Groot, Groot's already died. Gamora's already died. You can't kill Star-Lord because he's Star-Lord. Who's left? It's Everybody thinks it's going to be Rocket. The only thing that I am going to say is that I did hear from him this is the last of the Guardians movies that he is going to do. Interesting. They can't kill Rocket. I'll be super upset. I won't watch him. I will also be super upset, but I think it is going to be Rocket heavy. I don't know if he's going to die or I don't know if it's going to be another false death because we've already had two people die and then come back. So who knows? Yeah. Rich, you're real quiet about this. You know, here's the thing. I like, I like James Gunn. Cool. Like he's, he's the guy, right? I like the guy, right? Yeah. Okay. He's great. I got nothing bad to say about him. All I'm going to say is that I don't trust him because he's probably fucking with us. Probably. You he don't likes throw to the, do that on Twitter. You, you don't. Yeah, exactly. He likes that a little too much and I'm on to him. So that's when I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, sure. Uh-huh. I'm going to watch your movie, but... Uh, I'm also really stoked for Suicide Squad. The the, the good one that's going to come out that he did. So <laughs> the good, I like the Hopefully, The good one. Fingers crossed. Oh, it will be. It will be. Although uh, I didn't really hate the original. Go ahead. Back to... Sabrina, part one. Uh, this was released October 26, 2018. Super smart on their marketing department's behalf, mm-hmm. right before Halloween. Hello. It stars Kiernan Shipka and Ross Lynch and was created by the same fella whose name I forgot to write down, who brought Riverdale to yep. television, mm-hmm. and they exist in the same universe. Archie. Yeah, the Archie Comics universe on TV, but a grittier version of it. So a synopsis. In a dark reimagining, we experience the coming of age of half-witch, half-mortal Sabrina Spellman as she balances between the worlds of magic and humanity. I don't think a dun-dun is needed there. I think that's just a little factual, you know? I think we can forego a dun-dun. Did you know? Dang, you got shut down. I did. (laughs) I I dun-dun half the time, dude. I was telling just myself, say, I ain't shutting nobody down. If you feel like a dun 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 dun, <laughs> like Rich no, was just no. like, uh. no, no, not anymore. Uh-uh, <laughs> like, fine, I don't want to do it. I'm gonna take my dun duns and go home. Whatever, take my microphone with me. Uh. You'll appreciate this bit of information, Nick, about this. Okay. Uh, over 150 pieces of art were contributed for use in the show by Clive Barker, oh, the dope. legend behind yeah. Hellraiser and Candyman. Do you mean art on the walls? Yeah, it just the information that I saw were pieces That's Barry of art. Barker. Yeah, no, no, yeah. no, that makes sense. And so like, I'm thinking that he has a lot of thematic art in his collection and he Oh yeah, it all depicts hell. Like yeah. Hellraiser, mm-hmm. Hellbound Heart, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, if you look on the walls, uh, you, you'll see a lot. I did that. not know that was his art. That's, yeah. that's awesome. A lot of it. Um, the other thing, like Riverdale, as we mentioned, they exist in the same universe. No time period is given for the show. Mm-hmm. And if you look, none of the witches carry mobile phones. Mm-hmm. Some of the mortals do, but it's very even like, you know, the old school, like, Bakelite phone on the wall that she's using, which I find very interesting. And I like Big that it what? kind of... Phone? Bakelite, it's a it's like a plasticky material. Oh. That was huge back in the day. Hmm. Um I like that it kind of exists out of time and lets you kind of put your own spin. Even the vehicles. If you look at the vehicles, there are no new vehicles. Yeah. They're all vintage. Um also this show was actually originally set to air on the CW with Riverdale, but Netflix acquired the rights in December of twenty seventeen and reimagined it in a much grittier direction than it would have been able Thank to go God. on the CW. Or should I say <laughs> Hail Satan. Hail, uh, pray <laughs> Satan or whatever it is that they say. Well, that's uh, off mic. Nick and I had a conversation. I think it was you. I was talking about Riverdale and I've tried to watch that show and the reason that I really can't get into it is because it's not gritty enough. Like, I want more. Like, don't oh, tell Riverdale? me. Yeah. Oh, man, give it another try. I know. I know. It is very, like, mild, which is weird to say because it's pretty deep for a CW show. Yeah. I guess I just like CW shows. I think we're just spoiled with what we can get on you know, the I'm HBOs over here like the... I can just feel them having to hold back for the censors and that oh, makes me yeah. mad. Like that makes me mad. Like don't hold back because it's on network TV. Obviously, I know there's laws about that and they have to, but I like that this is on Netflix and that, you know, they don't have to and they can do well, and say whatever they want. And they've talked about doing like a crossover between the two. Like mingle them, like, like characters episodes, meet. Yeah. yeah. But it's like that would have to be a Netflix thing because like Probably. You could not, t- as far as, as deep as they are into Sabrina, like, you can't tame it at this point. Like, that, that's, that'd be dumb. Yeah. There's a super awesome crossover between Magnum P.I. and Murder, She Wrote back in the day. <laughs> yep. I was actually going to say, or it could be like, you know, in Buffy, when Buffy would be an a- on Angel, Angel and Angel would be on Buffy. Buffy. You could do that. <laughs> yeah, but, but, like, at least one of those was a spinoff of the other. I mean, those were, like. Well, technically, I guess that's not a spinoff. They just exist in yeah. the same world. Angel was totally spinoff. No, 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 Sabrina. Sabrina. Yeah, Back no, no, to the that. podcast episode that we're talking about, Rich. <laughs> no, Angel's totally a spinoff. Jeez, Louise, Papa Cheese. <laughs> All right, Nick. As the teenager who loves this show, young lady, uh, what's your what's your grade for it? Give it to us. Oh, I'm. I mean, the acting's not phenomenal or anything like that. So I'd give it a B plus for sure. All right. I, mean, I has... totally thought you were going to be like A+. plus. No, 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 no. Oh, sorry. Um, let me pop my knuckles, guys. Uh, <laughs> habits. Uh, it is the genre that I love. Yeah. The acting's decent. The stories, to me, are good. The character development's pretty good. The villains for the episodes are good. I love the aunties. They're mm-hmm. amazing. Uh, I don't know. It's just, I've, I'm on, like, probably my fifth watch through and that was the problem like whenever we said season one like i'm like almost done with it rich and i have seen part one which consists of 10 episodes nick has seen every episode ever made multiple times yeah and i wake up in the morning and i get like six o'clock and i'll watch that morning shot of satan i do i guess (laughs) so because i sit there and i watch it i'm like and i thought about it the other night when the other morning whenever i was eating breakfast watching the show with your captain crunch yeah i was like where did i go wrong with my life (laughs) (laughs) i seriously was like what well nick let's start with that um (laughs) like people are like i meditate in the morning or like no i wake up i work out and i watch sabrina and eat breakfast (laughs) 
We're a little worried for yeah. you. All right, so you've got it at a B plus. What about you, Rich? You know, in some ways, Nick and I are very close because we both have the plus. But in other ways, we're not because uh, this one's a D plus for me. Oh, my God. I hate you. <laughs> I forced myself. D is for determination because I was determined to get through episode 10. Well, that's how I felt about Ford versus Ferrari. Uh, that yeah, was well, determination. Ford versus Ferrari wasn't 12 hours long. Oh, my yes, God. It was. This went on forever. <laughs> Ever. You know, you could have stopped at one episode. We said you I could do tried. an episode. <laughs> I, oh, my gosh. He Once he starts something, That's, he has to finish I, it. I, I, I had to finish it because I kept thinking maybe it gets better. So are you going to go to part two? What? Not unless you make me. Yeah, no, I think we should review the show. <laughs> this is, this, this, seriously, it's like Harry Potter and Hannah Montana got jumbled up in the writer's room and all the bad parts fell out. <laughs> okay, so let's just stop this for a second. Is, hang on, let's pause before you say that. Um, Nick and I have beef with Rich because he's never read Harry Potter. Okay, go. Yeah, number one, I'm going to run you over with my freaking car. Which isn't a Ford. Which is not a Ford. <laughs> and it'll probably keep going because it's a good, sturdy vehicle. Number two, Harry Potter is the best thing since... Nick is currently wearing a Harry Potter and the Prisoner oh, yeah. of Azkaban t-shirt. I am. And I have tattoos. And he has a Deathly Hallows so, t- Is it better uh, or worse than Sabrina? Oh, my God. You know what? <laughs> Lord of the Rings is a flaming pile of dog crap. See, now you're just being hateful. No, I no. am. Because I hate <laughs> you right now. <laughs> now you're just being hateful. Lord of the Rings has nothing see, on Harry Potter. I know you're just saying mean things because you're upset and you really don't mean it, They're Nick. so angry. God. Nobody loves you. you- <laughs> <laughs> This, come on, man. This show was awful on so many okay. levels. So, so it was many. the bad parts of Hannah Montana and Harry Potter mixed together. I'm not even mad that you hated the show. I'm now mad that you dissed Harry Potter. I'm no. like, you know what? I hate Sabrina. Oh, Whatever. It's not for everybody. She goes off to secret witch school. That's nothing. I, and by the way, she's even walking down the train tracks as she's going to school. Tell me there aren't Harry Potter parallels here. I mean, There's come not. on. What? How is that not? Uh, Nobody uh, walk. This isn't stand so, by so, me. They ride so, a train once a year. They don't go walking down the tracks. So they take a train to school. No, no, no they didn't. They never did say they take a train to school in Sabrina. Now you're reaching. She walks down Hateful the train man. tracks. Come on. That's totally an illusion. Absolutely. She goes to two high schools at once because apparently you can somehow do that. Because I was a little foggy on how that works. Hey, too. hey, maybe she's a witch. She can bend time. Who knows? Did she get a time turner? Don't you join his team. You're, yeah. you're, you're my team. You shut up over there. <laughs> Which, by the way, we see, what, like five students and three teachers? And the dead kid. And the, the little dead kid. Yeah. And the dead kid. So I'm like, I don't understand how this is the a little, school. But the little dead kid played played baby Spock. Yeah. Well, the you one know show. what, though? If actually, you would actually watch the show, you would see more students. Shut up, Rich. I did see the show. I, I did <laughs> watch watched the show. ten episodes. You have nothing to stand on there. Know your, know your you, moment. You haven't gotten to part okay. two. No, no, wait a minute. There's, there's the, the three weird sisters. There's the Mr. I want a boner like everybody else does. And who else? Are you talking about the witch? The, the, the students. Oh, the students. Which school? That who, professor guy. Who are, well, he's a teacher, not a student. Who are the other students, Nick? Oh, they don't have names, but you gotta watch it. <laughs> then describe one. <laughs> hey, the Valentine's Day episode. Wait, that... was that on season one? See, no. I'm too far in. Oh, I'm too far and, in. So yeah, it's like... if you watch some more seasons, they add students. <laughs> <sighs> there you go. I mean, come on. Then the, the the stupid scene on the tr- where she's like, 
I only trust you to find my witch's mark, so we both need to get naked for her. Or actually, she's like, I'm going to get naked. And he's like, well, in that case, I'm going to get naked, too. And I'm like, you guys are 16. He was 16. making her comfortable. Oh, yeah. I bet he was. <laughs> I bet he was. Uh-huh. Never sure. having been a 16-year-old boy. I that, don't know if that's how that works. That's the problem. Is like, I, I won't, you know, I'm going to, obviously, you know my opinion. But the truth is, I don't actually think the show is terrible. I really don't. The problem is, is this is a show for a fifteen-year-old. Fifteen-year-old probably okay, would have loved the show. Honestly, like I don't have children, and I you are a child. I had like freedom to watch whatever I wanted. But I really don't know if I'd let my fifteen-year-old watch it. I'd be like, yeah, you probably need to be like seventeen. Like you're still like developing that mind, and I'm like, yeah, you're going to be a satanist probably. After this. <laughs> like, and I'm like in my thirties, and I'm like, oh, why the hell am I watching this every morning? Like. <laughs> I just can't. I can't stop. <laughs> uh, if you caught our last episode, then you know that I was right smack in the middle of these two, and I gave it a C plus. I'm not kidding. Like I wait a I minute. Found wait it- a minute. I don't care if you gave it a C plus. What's your thoughts on Harry Potter? I. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. You know what, Rich? Rich doesn't want to know. I'm throwing the gauntlet because I hate you. I want to review all seven Harry po- eight Harry Potter movies and the books. <laughs> and the books. <laughs> 287 years later, we'll be done. Anyway, back to me and the like, show uh... we're reviewing. I love Harry Potter and we'll go to the mats for it. But we're talking about Sabrina Part 1. <laughs> I found it fun and engaging and it was lighthearted and gritty in a way that they found a good balance between those two. It does not shy away from the darker elements. However, I found it predictable and formulaic, and I think the pacing can be very choppy. You have the first, like, four episodes take place over, like, three days. Nothing is happening, and nothing is moving forward. And then all of a sudden, like, it's, you know, Thanksgiving or whatever holiday it was. I don't remember. And then it slows down again and then speeds up again. And the some of the performances, especially from the younger cast, are not... They're not strong. Shall we say the strongest? Mm. They're not strong. No. Look at it, Susie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, oh, wait. You, oh, God. See, you really need to watch part two. No, I, I no. watched what was required no. of me. I'm good for no. now. Thanks, buddy. Here's the problem. I, and I'm okay with some of those. None of those characters am I opposed to individually. But there were way too many characters and way too many plot lines going on. They should have started simple and maybe added things later. There's just too much. There's just too much. Yeah. I can follow it really well since I'm on like. Well, I'm not saying you can't follow it. I'm saying it took something six away. Watch through yeah. <laughs> on episode fourteen. Yeah. For okay, the and time. also in my defense, there's really nothing coming out right now since the world shut down. So it's like you gotta yeah, rewatch. You stuff. don't need to defend oh, no. yourself. This I, is a judgment-free zone. I'm talking about me, not Rich. Rich I'm, is a judgment zone. This I'm, over here, me is a judgment-free. I zone. gave it a D plus. I didn't give it an F. It has some redeeming qualities. It was almost a C minus. I give your attitude towards Harry Potter an F. <laughs> No, no, no. Once again, He's never going to let that go. You're not being fair because I actually don't hate Harry Potter. I don't. You've never read them. I Well, that, that is fair. That is why I don't hate them. Did you watch the movies? Um, I've seen bits and pieces. I don't love I the Harry Potter it. movies. I need to I need to out myself now. I only like the first two. My, my general, first two? Damn. Okay. My general opposition to Harry Potter isn't because I think it's bad. And I definitely give Harry Potter a lot of credit because it is one of the phenomenons that really pushed geek culture into the mainstream more than And anything. encouraged reading. And, and encouraged reading. It, it, it did do <laughs> all of first. those things. <laughs> My problem came from the very beginning when they started comparing Harry Potter to the greats almost instantly. And I'm like, no. Because it that. is. You can't do... You, even if it were turned out to be, you still can't do it at the beginning. It's like people when you say, what's the best song of all time? And they name something that's current. 
you can't you can't do that. That's you, that's a bias. You're saying yeah, it's because but you it's can what's also go right like, oh, what's the best song of, of all time? And you could be like, oh, Beethoven. I think guys, is who did this Moonlight Sonata. Or whatever. Guys, what? I've known you for like four years, and we've been having this conversation for four years on behalf of the listeners. Both, you shut the hell up. Mm. Love you. Okay. Hail Satan. We're mo- <laughs> <laughs> we're moving on to the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I'm starting. And my good is that the cat doesn't talk. That's yeah. my, that is just, I didn't know how that was going to go. And I was like, it's the kitty. Does he talk? He doesn't. And that was delightful for me. I love that he doesn't talk because I'm not going to lie and pretend I didn't catch some episodes of the Melissa Joan Hart version of this show. <laughs> yeah, and that cat that. talking, I was like, what? Mm-hmm. No. I caught a lot of those, unfortunately. Fortunately or unfortunately, I guess uh, I had a daughter at the right age mm-hmm. that was into a lot of the Disney stuff. Yeah, so. I had some friends that were <laughs> so into I, that. I caught a fair amount of those shows. Um, it was terrible, by the yeah. way. If you're thinking that you like this 2018 version and you might want to check out the original, do not recommend. It's terrible. Well, you know what's funny? It's like, I kind of wonder how the licensing for Archie comics went because it's like, if the original creator of Sabrina saw this now, would he be like, no way? Because it's like, how long has Archie comics been out? Like, a while. Uh, that's pretty controversial stuff. Like, mm-hmm. now, if you look at like what Sabrina has turned into today, and if they could have a time machine to bring that creator here, they'd be like, oh, God, what did I create? Yeah, they'd probably be mm. like, what have I done? Yeah. That's true of a lot of things. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Everything's been bastardized. I always look at you whenever, Laura, whenever I'm talking because he's to my left and I'm not left-handed. So I'm always like, I always like forget to look at Rich. That's such a pertinent segue for people who can't see you right now. But let's go to the more pertinent segue. What's your good for your favorite <laughs> show, little girl? <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> uh, what? Uh, the good? Yeah. To me, I think it's the the uh, the demons, Batty Bat. Do you guys remember yeah. that episode? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like I Sleep thought that demon. was the coolest freaking episode. The whole time, I'm like, everybody's wow. nightmares. Yeah, it was freaking rad. Like I think the thought process on the spells and the the demons and the yeah. ju- the judges, like how mm-hmm. they incorporate like biblical like demons from hell. Into, it's very detailed. Yeah. It's it's. I just think it's awesome. Cool. What about you, Rich? Huh. I like the aunties. Yeah. Miranda Otto, she cool. Yeah. So I'm still, still confused by one has an accent and the other doesn't. It confuses They kind of do. Well, no, both of them are British. I know, but the one, like, why did the one take the time They're to very different. and the other didn't? It I, bothers me. Well, you know, and, and may, uh, I kind of let that slide because I think there could be an explanation. Just because they're sisters doesn't mean, because they could be fairly far apart in age and have been raised at different times in different locations. Yeah. But, it's also not established if dad had an accent or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These are the things I wonder. Uh, for the bad, for me, my bad is a badass, and that is the wardrobe. Because, like, you want to talk about something that is on point for that show, whoever the wardrobe master is for that show, every character's wardrobe is so well thought out. Like, you can look at an out... Like, if you were to walk into a dressing room and there was nothing but an outfit on a hanger, you'd be able to look at that and guess which character was going to wear that outfit based on nothing but how it was styled. And that ain't an easy thing to do in a show like this that is intended to exist out of time, so to speak, because it's not going to be what's on all the mannequins at the mall because that's too modern, but it can't be too frumpy and too old-fashioned. I love the wardrobe, and I thought it was great. Hmm. What about you, Rich? For my bad? Just one. Just one. (laughs) Man, it's got to be the tropes. This was trope soup. Yeah. I'm sorry. There was just too many of them. It's hard for me to get past. All right. I, I'm with you on that one. I'm with you on that one. What about you, Nick? You have to pick a bad. 
I have to pick a band? Uh, sounds, uh, hmm. I'd probably say, like you said it earlier, the, the younger casts acting. Yeah. Sometimes Not it's good. They have and moments. then sometimes I'm like, oh, wow, you should have rehearsed that a little more. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Especially uh, Harvey has, he's very hot and cold. Some of his scenes, I'm like, I'm with you. And other scenes, I'm like, you okay, buddy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, is that tape to your hand? You just reading it? <laughs> All right. The ugly. I didn't have an ugly for this one. I had a good and bad, and I didn't think there was anything ugly. Rich, I'm guessing you feel different. Uh, you know, no, I'm not going to go crazy on the ugly, because once again, I actually don't think the show was terrible. It just wasn't not for you. awful. I, I just don't think it was great, and it was definitely made for a very different audience. Yeah, you are not their target demographic, sir. <laughs> like, so if my ugly... Neither are you, though, Nick. I don't know why you chuckled. Yeah, that, that's... Because <laughs> I, like, I like Halloween, and it's like... Go ahead. So here's my ugly, and this happens early on. Uh, there is a scene where the... Um, the uh, the crazy horny cousin that lives with him, uh, Ambrose. I'm, Ambrose, yeah. I mean, come on. Everything about that dude is something sex related. But <laughs> um, but there's a scene earlier when she's talk. He's talking to Sabrina about being a witch, and he's like, "Well, you know, it's with the mortals since we live so much longer." He's like, "You know, after a while, you just you know you kind of not be concerned about them anymore." And he's kind of giving her the perspective, which I thought his perspective was good. He's not like, well fuck off mortals. He's just more along the lines of preparing her for life. Yeah, he's actually trying to give her good advice and she's very much she's like i'm not giving up on my friends and you know they said like she doesn't have to not see her friends you can be like i'm going it's like going out to college you know and you see each other when you come back for summers and weekends and she made such a huge deal out of that and i'm like no wait a minute you're telling me i get to go up to super cool college and get all kinds of supernatural powers and basic immortality and all that means is like some of my friends now i just don't get to see them as often like, I'm in, man. Like, you know, like the fact that she made such a big deal about the opposite and everybody seemed to be okay with that. I'm like, I'm sorry, but that's just ridiculous. That was that was an that's easy a offer. really sanguine point. Now that you say that, I'm like, that makes perfect sense. So, because once again, they said, you can still see your friends. You're just, it's like I said, it's just like going out to college. You're, you're going to do it in two years anyway. Yeah. Hmm. Plus, I don't talk to anybody I went to high school with. Eh, I still do, but. What about you? Do I talk to my friends from high school? Yeah. Uh, some, uh, I mean, of course, my class was very small that I graduated yeah. with, but I think like I twelve. I only talked to two people that I went to high school. With. Yeah, I don't talk to any. Hey, I'm gonna dive right into female factor because, from a feminist perspective, this show gets very, very enthusiastic thumbs up. Uh, we have a show for young girls starring a young girl who is strong and smart and level-headed. And you add to that that she lives in a household run by two adult women who are capable business women that don't need male assistance to live their lives. Then bundle that with friends and teachers and even enemies that are all of the female persuasion. And this is a show that would not have flown even 10 years ago. And I don't mean because of the content. It just historically shows aren't allowed to have a predominantly female cast. It just isn't done. And I think it's so great that this show is so popular among young girls with such a strong cast of women. That is something that not all of us got to see when we were younger. And I'm so glad that girls today have that at their fingertips and they have that visual because it strengthens them to see that represented on the screen. And I'm here for it. I dig it. 
I mean, yeah, I'm, not a good gonna, one. I'm like, I don't yeah. know how to add anything to that. You said it better than we could. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let's head on over to the rec room. Rich, what do you got for us? All right. So um, in the vein of sad admissions, this one makes me sad probably more than it will you guys, because, you know, I'm I'm the book guy, right? Yeah. So I read a lot of books. I, I have an English degree, uh, but there is. You do? One, I do. Yeah. yeah. No, I did not know that. Yeah. Duh. That, that was some that of my degrees in. Huh. Um, but there is one book of classic literature that has, I don't want to say eluded me because, I mean, I could have easily read it, but for some reason it just never made my reading list. I don't even have a reason. It just never did. The Hobbit. No. <laughs> Please. Um, so this one never made it on my list. I'm not certain how I actually got through college without being required to read this book, um, but it's The Slaughterhouse-Five. I've, I've never, read, never that read that book. I never had either. And I mean, it, it's classic literature. It's, it, it really is. should be something that everybody, especially somebody like myself who's it's a, a book guy. a bone of contention in the movie... <laughs> Footloose. Yes, it is. Um, but I'd never read the book till recently. <laughs> I watched that movie not that long ago. Don't laugh at me. It's um, playing at the drive-in tonight. But I recommend it's one that everybody should just because of what it says about the time. Uh, I, I wonder if I didn't lose something by not having read it sooner because this oh, is very much an anti-war book. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it's it's weird to now not have that perspective. You know, I, I mean, I'm sure Desert Storm and stuff was around and 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 so on and so forth, but this is a very different take on things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I wonder if I didn't lose anything by waiting this long to read it. But it's definitely worth reading just because of the way he presents his anti-war take. It, it is a very different style of book than anything else. Interesting. Yeah, it, I need it, to check that out. It's got its I own niche. I intended to read it. It's not what. You, it, let me put it this way: if you don't know what it is already, it's probably not what you think it is. Yeah, I'll say that much. Cool. So read it just because. I mean, Vonnegut is you know. Vonnegut. He, yeah, he, he's he's this crazy classic guy, and that's the book, really, in a nutshell. This is probably the, as much as I wonder if this is a classic him uh, versus so much, or as this is the most classic way to describe who he was as a person while yeah. he's talking about something else. But you should should give it a, give it a check it out sometime. Solid. What about you, Nick? Uh, if I could recommend a book, like I, I, I I'll follow you behind that. I am reading the first book. I'm actually over halfway through it right now. Uh, of uh, the the Zahn trilogy. Oh, Timothy Zahn, yeah, Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's freaking amazing. And what's mm. great is if you are even close to being a fan of Star Wars, uh, you can sit there and you know, like you, you when you're reading it, and he's so descriptive. Anyway, he did, he did a fantastic job. Like they should have hired him to write the new trilogy. Rich's Absolutely, bandwagon for a while now. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Because I, I and I, you said that, and I was like, yeah, okay. But I never read the books, and I'm halfway through the first one, like over halfway. I'm having trouble tracking down the second and third one. Rich probably has. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I gotta own these. I'm definitely gonna reread these. I'm that these. guy too, though. I, I, these are the rereadability so far. Is that? the right word to say it is now yeah uh but it's so high because you can sit there and i know i miss some detail in it sort of like when you rewatch the star wars movie you're like oh yeah yeah like this is so good i'm having trouble putting it down i'm bringing it to work with me and reading it on my lunch break like it's nice. it's fantastic so it's, it's legit if you can find a good copy of it like i'm sure you can get it online on your kindle or whatever but i am like a physical mm-hmm. copy person mm-hmm. and not only do i want a physical copy but i want like when it came out in 1993 the original, copy. Yeah. Like, yeah. like so that's why i'm sort of mm-hmm. i mean 
you can borrow my autographed copies. Ooh, oh, flex. And, yeah. Well, he's going to be at uh, in Kansas City in September. Maybe. Yeah, if it happens. Perhaps. But, yeah. No, he's a cool dude. He's And actually, on the rest of his books, even outside of his Star Wars work, uh-huh. great stuff. Wonderful author in so many ways. He's a great dude. If you do get to see him, he's very likable. Mm-hmm. Very, very much sit there and chat with you. Uh, so he's a great dude. But honestly... Yes, if you don't understand what many of the you know, hardcore fans were upset about and don't understand why the Expanded Universe was an issue with them, read these books and you'll understand why. So you remember whenever we started recording the mm-hmm. podcast last time and I said, yeah, I rewatched, uh, but it was the third one that just came out. I'm drawing a blank. Well, that says that's the answer right there. Now there you go. You don't even remember the name of the movie. Star Wars. What was the last Star Wars? Last oh, Jedi. Yeah. Last Jedi. There we go. See, like... <laughs> Totally left that title. The one totally, with the yellow lightsaber. No, they t- it, it totally left my mind. Like what the title of that was. But anyway, and I was like, yeah, you're right. That movie did kind of suck. Like it's because <laughs> I started reading the yeah. freaking uh, book, and I'm like, why wasn't this what we got? <laughs> well, and you know, it's very much because you know, you look at uh, Return of the Jedi. You know, so you get the happy ending. They've won, right? Mm-hmm. And you wonder, well, well, so then where do you go there from a story and still have not only a good story, but, uh, you know, good uh, antagonist. And obviously, you know, we know who the protagonists were there. How do you do that? Well, that, I mean, he does it. He shows you. Yeah. And it all makes perfect sense, not only in universe, but from a story standpoint. Oh, it was phenomenal. And not everything of the sequel trilogy makes sense from a story standpoint. Let's they they should have that. turned these books into what we got. Like, that was... Mm-hmm. Sort of a kick in the junk now. So, so, like, well, well, now I'm sad because I've never read them. Well, which I is, highly recommend Rich has been it. on this soapbox yeah. for years. But. Gotham and this book series <laughs> is what you need to do. Thrawn's legit. Like, yeah. just, just an author. I recommend you read him whether that's the, your pick or not. Yeah. Um, but if you wonder what all that is about, that you really just... You even read the first book of that series, but it is yeah. it is written as a trilogy. So if you read just the first one, you're you are just reading like the first part of a story. So don't think right. it's complete in its own right. He wrote it as as a trilogy, and that's why I'm on the mm-hmm. hunt now for the other two. Like I am looking, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, actively looking high and low for book two and three. So if you are listening and you have them and you want to donate to them, <laughs> <laughs> uh, really sharp left turn here. Not a book and. A little bit adult themed. So if you have young ears, fast forward about 45 seconds. Nick, um, you can leave. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> teenage girls leave. No, teenage girls should probably watch this. I recently watched Sex Explained on Netflix, which is a brief documentary series that they did in conjunction with Vox that I highly recommend. Just me as a human being, very sex positive. And I think that you want to talk about the one universal thing that everybody in this world is doing and that's doing it (laughs) but you want to talk about what people are not educating themselves about it's that and this is well-researched uh material that is put forward in a palatable way that is detailed enough that it's not the it's not the videos that they showed you in school that just left you with more questions than answers (laughs) but it's also not glorified porn yeah it's it's educating you about people's preferences, about, you know, why this happens, what happens about the human body. And I think that there's not enough of that information out there. And it's in very digestible bite size. They range from 15 minutes to like 25 minutes. It's easy to swallow. <laughs> I wasn't going to go there, but I'm glad you did. <laughs> Damn it, Rich. I was going to say, because if you had questions on that, that topic. That wasn't a dad joke. You, that was just. <laughs> you always could have. Ask anybody other than Nick and I, because we'd have been the wrong people to ask if you had questions. <laughs> we'd have totally been the wrong people. It's just nice to know that these are things 
these are resources that are out there for the children of tomorrow who are becoming adults who will be experiencing certain activities. It's nice to know that this is at their fingertips to help them learn when this is not something that we all had. Yeah. No, no, it's great. I, I am a huge advocate of of sex ed, that we need more yeah. of it. We need a realistic sex ed and, we, you know... And we need to look outside of what we've already been told. Sex isn't binary. Sex isn't just a mm-hmm. boy and a girl. Sex doesn't look the same for everybody. And this very much goes into that. And what yeah. it needs to be education, yeah. not not trying to steer this some way or the other. I always equate sex ed to baby talk. Um, I, you know, we were always a firm believer with our children growing up that if you use baby talk, then they will. Yeah. Talk like babies. So when we talk to our kids, we always spoke to them. Now we may like humans. Yeah. We, we may sometimes have slowed it down uh, and use some more simple sentences, but we always use sentence structure. We always talk to them like adults. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then people were always like, man, your kids are so well-spoken. It's like, well, because we didn't use baby talk. We speak to them. I've always equated that with sex ed because that's what most sex ed does. They dumb it down like it's baby talk. They, yeah. take, they take what's really there and make it baby talk and give them that version. And then we're surprised when they don't understand what's up. Yeah. So, well, you know, maybe we should just do it a different way. Yep. Hmm. And um, I'm here for that. So Sex Explained on Netflix. If you have Netflix, you've got it. Watch it. Check it out. And uh, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward both. <laughs>